stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the fallout continues following what was uh, an unfortunate and ultimately tragic decision by an American missionary uh, to visit an isolated tribe and an isolated island off the coast of India. John Allen Chow knew full well what he was doing when he paid some fishermen to ferry him to the island to make contact with this isolated tribe uh, for the specific purpose of trying to win them over or introduce them to Christianity. So very selfish and reckless given that there are laws in place to prevent that sort of contact and to protect this tribe, which has lived on this island for tens of thousands of years, obviously very isolated, and we should respect that. So now it's put Indian officials in a tough position. Uh, There were attempts made over the weekend to retrieve the body of this uh, American missionary. It's believed uh, he was killed with with arrows, his body was buried, but going to get it means further contact with this tribe. Uh, A boat approached the shore on uh, on the island over the weekend, but withdrew to avoid confrontation. So it's a very delicate situation, obviously, at this point. Uh, There are calls, though, for Indian officials to abandon any effort to, to retrieve this body that it is dangerous for those making the attempt. It's obviously dangerous uh, for the tribesmen on North Sentinel Island. Joining us to talk more about why this effort should be abandoned and why it's so important to protect the Sentinelese tribe. Very pleased to welcome the program. Uh, Sophie Grigg is a senior researcher with the group Survival International. You can read more at survivalinternational.org. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, what do people need to know about this this tribe? Well, I think one of the key things they need to know is to stay away. Um, they, we know that trying to make contact with them is extremely dangerous for them, and of course, also dangerous for the person trying to do it. And so, it, it's a tragic situation, but it never should be allowed have been allowed to happen. Right now, what, what are the laws that exist around contact with the tribe? Well, the law says that you that this area is completely forbidden for people to go even the local government doesn't attempt to go there they've recognized that uh, it's not a sensible thing to do to try to make contact with the tribe that it would be very dangerous for for the tribe who have no immunity to diseases from outside having been isolated for thousands of years and so no it, it's completely forbidden to go there or to to five nautical miles around their island um, unfortunately, the government did put out a rather confusing announcement in June saying that certain uh, restricted area permits that uh, tourists used to have to get to go to the islands no longer applied and specifically listed this island as an island that that permit no longer applied to. But I don't think uh, the missionary really thought he was able to go there. He knew he wasn't. But you do think, well, why would the government put out such a confusing message about something so important? Right. That does seem confusing. So it, it remains forbidden to, to go there, but it's, yeah. it, it, it creates some confusion then. Yes. And I, it, survival has been calling for the government to revoke that decision so that it's absolutely uncategorical and no confusion can arise that no one should go there at all. 
Right. Obviously, though, this individual was able to. I mean, um, it, it yeah. involved the help from, from some fishermen who were paid by him. But, I mean, the, how difficult is it to, to enforce all of this? Well, it obviously is difficult when you're look, talking about small fishing boats going out. It, it's not that easy to patrol. But if you're taking it seriously and you're patrolling properly, that fishing boat was hanging around North Sentinel for three days, as far as we can gather from, from the diary and from what the fishermen have said. And so, really, the, the Coast Guard and the Navy that both patrol those waters, both supposedly keeping an eye and ensuring people aren't approaching North Sentinel, should have spotted it during that time. So it is really important that the government improves the monitoring and, you know, make sure that this sort of thing can't happen. Now, the family uh, of the missionary has asked Indian officials to, to drop the charges against the fishermen, saying that, um, you know, that, that John would, would have wanted to take responsibility, but... It seems like a message needs to be sent here. I mean, do, do these fishermen, in your view, need to be prosecuted? Yes, I think so. It's really important that this message goes strong, really strongly to the Andaman Islands, that fishermen cannot make extra money, and obviously huge amounts of money for, for local people, by doing something like this that will risk the lives not only of their passengers, but also of the Sentinelese. And we have been hearing, actually, in recent days, some other fishermen, People saying that they have taken tourists out just to go and, and look at, at the um, Sentinelese from a distance, which is also just disturbing for them and unnecessary and also illegal because they're not certainly not staying five nautical miles away to have a look. And so it's really important that the local fishermen and other people who potentially could be bribed to do that sort of thing get a really strong message that they absolutely must not or the full force of the law will come down on them and, in fact, the people who are trying to, to pay them to go there. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. It's not just about going ashore and making contact, um, that there there is a distance around the island for a reason. So even those who are, you know, passing by out of curiosity, that, that too represents a risk. Yeah, and it just, I mean, what's happened in the past is there have been shipwrecks there which have posed great risk because people have sort of washed up on shore. Um, there was a case where two people were illegally fishing in 2006 and they'd anchored the boat and, and, and then fallen asleep and washed up on the shore and were killed by the Sentinelese. So that was the last time that an incident slightly related to this happened. And in that case, they didn't go and get the bodies. They attempted, they lowered a helicopter down and tried to get it, but the helicopter was attacked by the tribe. And in the end, they made the decision not to try to retrieve the bodies because it was too dangerous for all concerned, for those trying to carry out the, the operation and for the, for the Sentinelese themselves. And in fact, the families of those fishermen said, well, we understand that they shouldn't have been there. They were illegally poaching in the waters around uh, the Sentinelese's island. And that we, you know, accept that as a result, the bodies should not be reclaimed. And I, and I you know, rather hope that the, the family of John Allen Chow will make the same decision. So it's, it's your organization's position then that this, the efforts to retrieve the body should be abandoned? Yes, it is. And I think it's also the position of a number of other uh, anthropologists and uh, experts and ac activists who are working on the issue and have also been campaigning for the rights of the Sentinelese for many years. But so it's, 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 I think that that is the expert for you is that there is... It's, there's no safe way to do it for the Sentinelese or for the people who would be doing it, and, and, and the plan should be abandoned. Well, and yeah, that, that would seemingly be evidenced by what happened for the weekend, right? Because uh, the boat got, got close, they, they backed off uh, because there was the concern about some kind of a confrontation, but it seems impossible to avoid that, that possibility, isn't it? 
Yeah, and in 2006, they tried to do it by helicopter. So they lowered a helicopter down and tried, and someone did jump out, but the Sentinelese sort of were arriving, and they then took the helicopter to the other side of the island and tried to sort of call, make the Sentinelese sort of chase over to the, after the helicopter on that side. And, you know, you think for a community that has been so cut off and is so determined to protect themselves and defend their island, I mean, it's an incredibly sort of stressful and, and challenging situation to put them in and then in the end they abandoned because the sentinelese were coming they they worked out this is what they were doing and they left some people standing guard and you know they just don't want anyone landing on their island and i think they've made that very clear and that should be respected so going forward then i mean if this is abandoned how much need is there though to to monitor the well-being of the tribe and to do so from a distance, I mean, is is it possible? Is is that a priority? Do do we need to know how they're doing, uh, and and is there a way of doing that? Well, I mean, generally the assumption is they've been there for thousands of years and been absolutely fine. So mm-hmm. most of the time they're fine. I mean, the government, Indian government's policy is what they describe as eyes on, hands off. So they abandoned their original they used to try and make contact the official government policy was to try and make contact and after a campaign by survival and local activists they did abandon that that plan and so now what they do is every few months they go and look through binoculars from a sort of safe distance and and a a non-threatening distance and just sort of wait and see if anyone comes out and check that no one looks you know it doesn't look like they're sort of suffering from an epidemic or something some tragedy and then go away again and you know i I assume that because of the danger that that john allen chow may have introduced diseases to them in the brief time he was there they'll be particularly concerned to to monitor um carefully and from a very safe you know very far and unthreatening distance in the coming weeks but then it should go back to you know very much the minimal just occasionally checking that they're okay because they've made it very clear they, they want to remain independent and as long as the waters are properly protected there's absolutely no reason to believe they cannot continue doing that for you know many many years to come would there ever be in a case like this though if there was evidence of you know mass starvation uh, if there was some kind of a natural disaster we were concerned about their, their well-being or even even their survival would, would it ever be justified then to to intervene on, on that kind of humanitarian basis tsunami happened which was very close to that area the epicenter of the earthquake that triggered the 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 big boxing day tsunami um that actually shifted the whole axis of the island so that if you now look at it from satellite images you can see that whole areas of coral that used to be underwater are now above water because the the island shifted and helicopters flew over there to make sure they were okay and of course many many communities were absolutely devastated Mm -hmm. by the tsunami in that not far from there Um, and the sentinelese came out firing arrows at the helicopter and demonstrating that they were alive and well and still keen to maintain their independence and uh, you know they've survived that and this huge shifting and of course that's the reason to keep an eye out and to have the eyes on to to see if there is obviously some huge humanitarian disaster. But I think it's very unlikely as long as the waters are properly protected and people are um, kept away. It's only if somebody goes and risks endangering their lives that anything actually is likely to happen because they've lived there for thousands of years. They, They know the you know, they'll know their forest and the environment like the backs of their hands and such experts 
in their environments that it's very unlikely anything will happen without sort of catastrophic intervention by outsiders. That means meaningful laws, meaningful enforcement. Yeah, and proper enforcement, because actually the laws are there, even if they've been slightly confusingly handled in the last few months. Um, but it's proper enforcement and proper ensuring that the, the waters are protected, because it's also not just people going there. If the, if the resources are depleted in the areas around the island, that will also cause massive problems for the tribe. So it is really important that fishing and turtle poaching and things doesn't go on close to, to where they live too. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, Sophie. Much more at uh, survivalinternational.org. Thank you so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. That's a pleasure. Take care. Uh, Sophie Grigg is a senior researcher with Survival International. Again, survivalinternational.org. They are on Twitter, at survival. Uh, so this is uh, an issue that, that they are very concerned about, and they are among the organizations calling on the Indian government to abandon efforts to retrieve this body. That it is too dangerous for those officials. It is obviously very dangerous for the tribe. Uh, and that the body should be left where it is. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.